0: What's going on, guys? This is Josh. Welcome to Explained. Here, we talk about Star Trek and drink. Please like and subscribe after the video if you enjoy it. Now, without further ado, let me explain something to you. The Visitor is the third episode after the two-parter season finale of the fourth season of Star Trek Deep Space Nine. It starts off with an old Jake Sisko in his house on Earth. This episode has aspects of it in multiple years of the Star Trek timeline. He takes out a small hypospray and injects his neck when he hears the doorbell ring. That's odd. He's not expecting any company. A young woman is at the door. It's, it's raining outside and she is hurt. Scraped her head on a branch. So clumsy. Jake takes her inside and warms her up by the fire he goes and searches for a first aid kit. She asks if he is Jake Sisko the writer, and he says he is. He is her favorite author. She is hero-worshipping, and he goes to get some tea. Why didn't he write more? It's revealed that her name is Melanie, and she just wants to know more about Jake's life. Why did he stop writing? He lost his favorite pen and couldn't get any work done without it. He's just pulling her leg and reveals that the real reason he stopped riding was because his father, Benjamin Sisko, died. After the credits, old Jake Sisko scoots closer to Melanie, hey baby, and begins telling her of how close he was with his father, especially after losing his mother. Side note, Jake loses his mother on the Borg attack at Wolf 359, so he flashback when Jake was 18 years old and suffering from some writer's block on a story he was writing. This is his past, but still our future. His dad, Benjamin, decides to take him through the wormhole to witness a subspace inversion of the wormhole, something that occurs only once every 50 years. Although, considering they've only been monitoring the wormhole for four years, how would they know that? But Jake is hiding away working on his writing, It's life, Jake. You can miss it if you don't open your eyes. True dat. Ben convinces Jake to come up to the bridge to witness the wormhole thingy, but the gravimetric field is kaputting, and so Ben goes to the engineering to fix things. Jake follows him in order to get him... Jake follows him in order to get into trouble. The warp core is going to go kaboom, but Ben tries to fix it. Long story short... Ben fixes the warp core, but gets vaporized in the process by a lightning bolt from the warp core. Jake yells, No! We flash forward and talk about how most people can learn to accept that a person they knew is gone and move on. But not Jake. He talks about the memorial service later on, on Deep Space Nine, and we flash back again. Funeral attendees talk about how great Ben was, but Jake didn't say anything. He couldn't step forward, since he would be leaving stuff out. Das became a kind of surrogate mother, and everyone else goes out of their way to be nice. Nog tries to talk to Jake about his future, but Jake is not with it. Later, he wakes up to a lightning flash, and Ben is there, sitting in a chair. What the fuck? He talks for mere seconds, then disappears again. Flash forward again to old Jake, and he tells Melanie that he told Dax, but it didn't seem like she really believed him. But it feels so real! Months later, we see another flashback. The Bajorans were leaving the station because of tensions with the Klingons. Worf and Kira talk to Jake about how he should be on a ship, but I guess doesn't have to be, and he stays on DS9. Jake walks away. Kira talks later to Jake about living with his grandfather. Kira tries to convince him to leave, but Jake is just not ready. Ben made DS9 into a home and a vibrant community. Jake walks down the hall and sees another lightning strike. Ben appears again. Jake takes him to sickbay and everyone is like, how the hell did this happen? I guess Ben's temporal signature is out of phase. How's that for some trick splaining? Dax, O'Brien, Bashir, and Jake are all with Ben sickbay. Dak asks what the last thing he remembered was. Engineering. A few minutes ago. But that was actually a year ago. They go to try to find a fix to this while Jake and Ben share a father-son moment. Jake wasn't holding up well with all of this. They try to set up a containment field for Ben, but it doesn't work. He disappears once more. Flash forward again to old Jake, and he talks about how he lost him again. He knows that Ben is alive, but trapped somewhere, outside of time. It's hard on old Jake, but he's dying and wants to finish the story for Melanie. Melanie is a good listener. That's a good quality for a writer. Flashback again. The Federation turned control of the station over to the Klingon Empire. Jake had to leave and give up hope on seeing Dad again. Jake went to Earth, and drifted around for a while, but went to school eventually at Pennington. Then he settled in Louisiana, so he could be near his grandpa. He wrote a book called Anselm, then fell in love, and got married. Flashback to an earlier time, but still a while after DS9, and Nog is a Starfleet officer visiting Jake and his wife. We'll call this Middle-Aged Jake. Nog was able to visit the station recently, but it's looking run down. But guess who? But guess who's still there? Everyone's favorite stool warmer, Morn. Quark gave the bar over to Morn. I guess he got a moon. They toast Jake's newest book, *Collected Stories*. It won the Betar Prize, whatever that means. But woo, champagne! Flash forward to old Jake, and he wait. Flash forward, and old Jake has just dropped his cup of tea. Mail only the ass if he's all right, but he says he'll be fine. Flash back to middle-aged Jake, and he's working on a new novel. His wife says to come to bed. Yeah, baby. Then more lightning flashes, and Ben is back. Ah, what a cock blocker! Right there on Jake's living room rug. Well, how about that? Jake introduces Ben to Karina, his wife. Ben's like, not bad, Jakeo. Start Fleet will get there, but now they want to talk. Jake has two books, and Karina shows them to him. Jake cries. Touching moment. Jake says he's sorry for giving up on Hope. Ben is proud of him, though. Better get some grandchildren, though. Then Ben disappears again. Flash forward to old Jake and Melanie. She doesn't know what to say. Don't say anything. Just listen, bitch. Jake tells Melanie that the subspace link exists between him and his dad. That's why he's appearing wherever Jake is. And there's a pattern. So at the age of 37, he went back to school and started studying subspace mechanics. Eventually, Karina would leave him because he got caught up on all his work. But he found out a way to recreate the accident. But he needed the defiant. Flashback to middle-aged Jake. Nog was able to get the Defiant out of Mothballs, and they were on the way to the Wormhole with the old crew. Worf pulled his way with the Klingon High Council, and they gave permission for him to enter in space. They approached DS9 and ruminate about stopping at Morn's for a drink. Old time's sake. Jake designed a tool and set it up in engineering. They set everything up and wait for the Wormhole to invert itself again. It kinda works... But they're both being pulled into soap space. It's a white plane. Jake tries to call Dax, but no answer. Ben tells him to calm down. Just talk to him. There's no grandchildren. Karina left him. Ben is depressed. Jake put aside his writing to go back to school and get his dad back. Jake is getting pulled back to normal space. Ben tries to make him promise him that he'll make a better life for himself. But it's not happening. Jake gets pulled back and that's that. Flash forward to old Jake and he tells Melanie to go over to his desk and get something. A collection of stories he had tried to write. He wants her to have a copy, but she wants the originals. Sure why not. He says there isn't enough time for him to finish his stories though. He determined that Ben is being held in time because of Jake. Jake is the tether, but if he could cut the t- cord Ben could be free and return to the moment of the accident. He'll be showing up shortly, and Jake is going to kill himself. That's the only way to free his dad. Old Jake tells Melanie to poke her head. Ev- Old Jake tells Melanie to poke her head up every once in a while, or life will pass her by. She agrees. Melanie kisses him on the cheek and thanks him when they leave. Jake grabs a book and his dad's baseball and first prepares himself for what's coming. Ben wakes Jake up a short while later. Jake tells Ben to read the dedication to my father who's coming home. Jake tells him the whole situation and what the solution is. Ben's not happy about it but Jake is about to die all to save Ben. Just remember to dodge that energy discharge Ben. Ben says he didn't have to do this but he did for Ben and for the boy that Jake once was. They're going to get a second chance. Jake dies, and we flash back to the past. Ben dodges the energy discharge and pushes young Jake aside. Everything is fine now. They hug it out, and that episode ends. That's all for today's episode. Thanks for watching Explained. If you liked today's video, please drop a like, and subscribe so you get updates on new videos. See you next time on Explained.